What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions here. Episode 18. 18, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. golly. That's way too many. We should have been <laughs> shut down years ago. <laughs> I feel like NSA should have been listening in. Oh, they are. They're the only ones listening. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not like <laughs> salty about people not listening. I don't care. It's fun to do. I don't, I don't give a F word cuss. So let's just fucking gleams right on over to TV. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to talk about the new Tick show. Yeah. Uh, so Amazon did a pilot episode for a Tick reboot. Um, I, we've been hearing a little bit about it, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we actually even mentioned it on the, on the yeah. show at one point. Right. But um, so the, what Amazon does is they have literally a pilot season where they release on Amazon Prime just a bunch of pilot episodes of shows, mm-hmm. and then they have their customers watch them. And then that's how they determine if they're actually going to do like a full season. Right. They did it with that hand of God show. Oh, Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched the pilot episode for that show like two years ago. Oh wow. Uh, and then had to wait like six months or eight months or whatever for the se- season to come out. Okay. Uh, so that's actually probably my one biggest complaint about this is now that I have to wait who mm-hmm. knows how long for the whole season because the, the pilot was actually good. That's awesome. I watched it today. Um, and in a lot of ways, so going into it, there were some some pictures revealed of Peter Serafinowicz in the suit, and mm-hmm. it, the suit looks kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little bit like kind of bioorganic, like paper mache. Yeah. <laughs> it looks more like like a common writer villain than the Tick. But actually, watching the show, first and foremost, I was impressed with his voice. Yeah, he, to me, he he sounds now in my head more like what the Tick sounds like than uh, Patrick Warburton does. Which is pretty wild. Like his his voice is very similar to the cartoon. Okay, uh, which was wildly more popular originally than the live action show. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, it's Peter Serafinowicz as the Tick. Uh, he was Pete in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, he had his uh, the Peter Fer- Peter Serafinowicz show. If anyone watched that, I did. Nope. It, was a, it was a weird fucking sketch show. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it kind of felt like um, a predecessor to like uh, the Eric Andre show or like Tim and Eric. Oh really? Like it was real fucking weird. Okay. Um, but not quite as ridiculous as those. Um, Jackie Earl Haley is in it as the terror, which is always good because, you know, he basically is does no wrong. Every right. every character he touches is just perfect. Uh, and then uh, Arthur is played by Griffin Newman, who I'm actually unfamiliar with. I haven't seen, like, anything else that he's been in. But mm-hmm. he did a really good job. Really? Yeah. yeah the, like, the way he portrays Arthur is is very good. Um, and the show is actually more so about him really, than the actual tick. It's more so about his like mental health issues and his past and him like becoming a sidekick and like learning how to like actually get out in the world. Like the first episode is a lot of character building about him and sort of like his issues and like his neuroses and whatnot. It definitely seems to be more of like a serious, more serious and dramatic take on the show than the uh, cartoon or the uh, other live action series. While still definitely being a comedy. Okay. It's definitely a comedy. Um, but it, it like Arthur's character specifically felt sort of like out of place, not in a bad way, just that he's kind of in this absurd world mm-hmm. uh, while he's like dealing with these problems that he has. Okay. Um, Did they show like superpowers and stuff? Yes. So there is, um, they do kind of have like the, the build up explaining like the superheroes and supervillains in that world. Okay. There is like one really good scene of the tick, like fucking some people up. Okay. Just like flicking people and they like fly through space and just like eating bullets and not giving a care, like laughing. Okay. Um, my like only, yeah, like I said, my only real complaint would be just having to wait for it because yeah. it, I thought it was really good. Okay. Um, so hopefully it gets picked up for a full season. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I would be really bummed out about it if it didn't. Right. Um, but I just watching it, I can't imagine that it wouldn't get picked up. Yeah. But you never know. Right. I'm going to cross my fingers about it. I, I really liked the tick as a kid and I, I watched the, the, the cartoon a lot. I, I did. I, 
I watched like two episodes of the live action that they did, and it didn't really hook me, but I really liked the cartoon as a kid. Yeah, the cartoon was great. Uh, it was like 1994. I think it had three full seasons. Um, like it was on Fox. Yeah, the live action series was in 2001. It only had one season. It mm-hmm. did not do well. Yeah. Um, but then it, it kind of picked up a cult following right. after, as mm-hmm. you do, on like yeah. b- people buying it on DVD and stuff like that. Right, and then they put it on Netflix. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I was really impressed with it. I mean, okay. one thing is that honestly, like Peter Serafinowicz is like six five. Okay, wow. So he's a really big, imposing tick, mm. honestly. And um, I don't know how tall Griffin Newman is, but he's tiny next, is he? next to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it it's really good. And again, like Jackie Earl Haley is is phenomenal. He's only in like one scene. Oh, okay. But it's like the best scene in the episode. Rad, rad. Did they show any of the other uh, heroes? Um. I always liked those guys in, in Tick. I always liked how absurd they had. They had like Not, almost like a, a Justice League. Yeah, they, they they do show like sort of like the Justice League characters, but none of the none of the superheroes that you really see in like the shows. Oh, okay, because the it's kind of like that trope in that the Justice League characters are kind of like above like the right, tick right right so you don't really they're not really like important mm-hmm. um but that you don't see any of the actual real heroes that you get used to seeing in sure. the like the cartoon or the live action okay show. but i'm sure we will yeah um i'm just ready to see Chairface. honestly yeah 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 absolutely because like th- this episode kind of seemed to focus a lot on um the terror and i'm blanking on his name now but they're like um superman character I can't think of his name. I don't remember. Um, it focused kind of sort of more on them and not like the ridiculous like bootleg <laughs> villains that right. the tech has to deal with. Yeah. So I, I really hope it gets picked up. Again, I can't imagine that it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to have not so mainstream opinions. So I'm hoping <laughs> that this is not one of those cases where right. I liked this and everyone else hates it because right. that would suck. Right. Um, but it was great. It was really great. Well, that's awesome, man. I can't wait to watch it. I'll watch it in a few days. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's real. It's like 20 minutes, so you can just blast through it. Okay. Rad. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of things that we loved that other people hate, uh, so... And also reboots. <laughs> it's true. So, we've talked about it before. We've touched on it a little bit that you and I both really, really enjoyed both ep- episodes, both seasons of True Detective. Which a lot of people really, really didn't like the second season. Yeah. And by most people, you mean everyone on Earth but me, you, and the guy that made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was really, really wild because I fucking liked it a lot. In in some ways, I liked it more than the first season. I loved the first season. Uh, I think the characters were better in the first season, but I, I really enjoyed the story of the second season. Um, so anyway, the guy that created True Detective, Nick Pizzolatto... Uh, he apparently he so we'd read a while back that he was still like basically an employee of HBO. Yeah, he was still indentured to HBO, but wasn't going to be making a season three of True Detective, unfortunately, because now you assholes like season two. <laughs> yeah. So as of today, it was released that apparently Robert Downey Jr. has been trying to get a Perry Mason reboot for like a decade. So wild. Yeah, I'd never even heard of this. I didn't know that it was a thing. Um. So Perry Mason was originally like a shitload of books and short stories mm-hmm. about a uh, defense attorney. And it, yeah, they had more than 80 novels and short stories. Um, and then they had a show that aired from 57, 1957 to 1966, really fucking long time. Mm-hmm. And then they had a second show uh, with a different actor and everything from 73 to 74. I mm-hmm. guess it didn't do as well. And then they had a whole bunch of like made for TV films mm-hmm. uh, from 85 to 95. So, I mean, like, this is a, like a really prolific fucking IP that I've somehow never heard of. Which is, I, I can't believe you've never heard of Perry Mason, not once. That yeah. is fucking wild. Yeah. Um, I feel like you just came out of the Matrix. It's true. Um, but Warner Brothers apparently started working on this in like. 2011 Mm -hmm. apparently like with robert downey jr but it just never nothing really ever came from it so now hbo is going to work on it with robert downey jr and fucking nick who created and wrote true true detective which sounds like the fucking coolest thing really sounds like the best show yeah so even in the the article that i was reading on screen ramp was was talking about like kind of comparing maybe the success of it to the night of which, right which i've been really hooked on so i'm real jazz hands about that 
but yeah, just just having like a Robert Downey Jr. being being a, a defense attorney in like a dark crime drama on HBO sounds uh, written by the dude that wrote fucking True Detective sounds like the coolest thing to me. That's fucking rad. Yeah, I genuinely feel like what happened was he was at HBO. Mm-hmm. He was basically in the process of realizing he wasn't going to be making True Detective season three. Right. And he was like, you know what? I'm here. Let me just like, sh- oh, let me see the file of like stuff you guys have the rights for <laughs> right. that haven't uh, hasn't gotten made. Right. That in my mind, that's the only scenario in which it makes any sense right. that this happened. Yeah, that that absolutely makes sense because I do know that like a lot of a lot of studios and stuff they do they have like a huge backlog of stuff. Yeah, you know, reading about that, and it's very disheartening actually that a lot of novels and a lot of films are fully like finished and just like shelved until they're decided to be put out and some of them a lot of them just never are there's like entire films out there that are filmed edited and then just fully fucking shelved and it's like yeah we don't really want to like put the money into marketing this thing right now and it might just never happen that's nuts yeah it's um i i watched a um a youtube compilation that was like the top like five or ten movies that were never released or something like that oh wow um and a lot of them are movies from modern triple a celebrities that they made when they were younger that are incredibly offensive that they like paid to have like hidden. really yeah yeah that really? was remember i was telling you about that weird ass fucking like what, what are they called like the fucking pussy patrol or oh, whatever right, right, that yeah. weird ass fucking leo dicaprio movie yeah you told me about that, that, that yeah. they the, him and toby mcguire like paid but lawyers to have it like fucking like just shoved away down into a hole but you can just watch it for free on uh youtube that's that's nuts but yeah that's one of them so for anyone curious what i'm talking about uh, back in the early ass '90s, there was a crew of cel- like young celebrity child actors, and it was like Leo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, uh, David Blaine. For some reason, <laughs> uh, every time I say that, you fucking lose your mind. And and a few other people it just doesn't fit that. At and they all. and they had like some group that was seriously called like the Pussy Posse or something. <laughs> it, it, I'm not kidding. It's something along those lines. Um, <laughs> and. Someone made a. It's not. It's not a documentary. It's a. It's a fictional movie. Right. But it is about them and their escapades, starring them. And I believe it's called Don Plum, off the top of my head. D O N P L U M. But it's fucking terrible. It's just. It's Tobey Maguire and, and Leo DiCaprio just like being like shitty humans, like just like womanizing, like misogynist. Whoa. And they paid to have it like destroyed, essentially. <laughs> I'm not not making this up. I gotta look this up. And you can watch the whole movie for free on YouTube because somebody leaked it. But there's a (laughs) bunch of movies like this. I'm going on a tangent, but there's a bunch of movies like this. There's some movie that I want. Johnny Depp was in when he was younger. That's so terrible that Mm -hmm. he paid to have it like hidden. He didn't. It's not like offensive if I recall correctly. It's just a shit fucking movie that's so bad that he like paid lawyers to just like hide it in a fucking closet. Damn. I wonder why uh, Nick Cage didn't do that. I guess he didn't have enough money at the he time won. to like, hide some of those. His movies that come out now are worse than the movies when he was young. <laughs> no. Fucking, okay. That one movie that you showed me the clip from where he's just losing his mind. Okay, man. well, okay. First and foremost, that movie is awesome. But that's not really a Nicolas Cage movie. He's kind of like a tertiary character. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe maybe secondary. Um, but that's more that Michael Bean is actually the main character in that movie. Whoa, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Deadfall, I think. <laughs> but like, if you look at some of the movies that Nick Cage makes now, like what, what was that fucking um, Crusaders movie with him and Hayden Christensen? Oh, I forgot that came out about like last that. year, I or like a, the that. like Left Behind reboot. What? They did a Left Behind reboot. Fuck off. Where Nick Cage was the main character. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. The dude just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'll make seven shitty movies a year and to like stack money to like stealing. stay afloat to just like put. I don't know what kind of drugs he takes, but. <laughs> They're going in him. Tree bark. They're going in him some in some way. Some fucking fish scales. Yeah, some fish scales and tree bark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so actually, now that I've said it, uh, go on YouTube and look up. I, I think it's called the cagiest deadfall moments. <laughs> and just have a ball because it'll fuck you up. Yeah, you showed it to me like a year ago. It was fully like a year ago. And I. it doesn't seem like something that's real, but it is. You're just watching it. And yeah. it's, like, it's like Nick Cage in like what the early, or I'm sorry, the late 80s probably. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. It was like post after he'd done like two uh, scenes in um, Fast Times. Because um, I, I think that was like his like first role. 
Uh, he's in like two scenes in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Didn't he also have like a weird ass cameo in like Sixteen Candles or some shit? Did he? When he was like eleven oh one eighteen, maybe. But yeah, like that movie, what Deadfall? Yeah, you sent it to me, and I was like, this cannot be a real film that yeah. like someone did. And, and, and the rest of the movie is just a relatively normal movie. <laughs> it's just the Nick Cage moments where he just fucking. They, I don't. I, there's got to be either one. He has like. His nepotism is so strong right. that he can say whatever he wants. Right. Or people hire him and just like, okay, you need to go full Nicolas Cage on this shit. Yeah, because that those scenes, I've never seen the movie, but there are several scenes in that YouTube compilation that it's just like, how did this get put into a film? Yeah. And it's not even like bad acting. Like there's sometimes that you watch even like an A-list movie and sometimes there's just some like scenes that fall flat. That's not what this is. No. It's him just fully insane. Yeah. And and sometimes that works. Like yeah. Caster Troy in mm-hmm. Face Off, it mm-hmm. works so well. Yeah. Um, or like even in um Matchstick Men. Yeah, true. It works perfectly. Yeah. But then there's other times when you're like, dude, you gotta rein it in just a little bit. Yeah, and every once in a while he does something that's okay. Like Gone in Sixty Seconds, he didn't do anything really crazy in. Yeah. He was pretty tame. Uh what was that other one in which he um he could like see the future? Oh, um, it was just called like fast forward or some shit. Yeah, but it, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but like he was he, relatively chill in that one. Yeah, he was just normal. He was just like yeah. a normal dude. And I was like, okay, you can do this. You, Magic Man's an incredible movie. Yeah. And it's like, you can I'll, just be a normal. For those dude. who don't know, I'll watch anything with Sam Rockwell in it. Yeah, for real. And so, yeah, it's like, you can be normal. I, I've seen you be normal, but then every once in a while, he's just like, I'm going to do this thing. It's like, I guess, I think it's like when he like tries to overact and it just becomes like a caricature of acting. <laughs> but yeah, so look up like the cagiest deadfall moments. I'm 80% sure that's what the name of the video is. And also while you're at it, if you just want to have a blast, look up the transformation sequence from Ghost Rider 2. Because that, that shit is... What, what was that? He... So in Ghost Rider 1, his uh-huh. transformations were relatively sane. Uh-huh. He goes full deadfall in Ghost Rider 2. I'll show you after what I'm recording really? this. Yeah, dude. Dude. And it's made that movie was made by the guy who made Gamer. Really? So they're like real aggressive with like the camera. Just like I don't know. It's like trying to be like some fucking Sam Raimi, like Evil Dead style camera motions where it's just like they get real aggressive right, with like the right. zoom and like the camera right, shaking right. and shit. But it does not work when Nicolas Cage is just like screaming about like <laughs> the Ghost Rider coming out. I'll show you after this. It'll fuck you what up. What was the other one? To, just to go on one more tangent of a Nick Cage thing because I'm partying. Uh, what was the movie? Did you see the one where he like comes back from from hell? And he like they, there is an entire scene. This was greenlit. That there's an entire scene where he's like having sex with a woman, and some dudes like bust up into the room to like kill him, mm-hmm. and he fully has like a shootout scene without ever unentering that woman. <laughs> Also known as exiting. (laughs) Yes. With his penis. And he like, he's fully like. With my prayers. Yeah. He like lifts this girl up and she's like naked and he's just spinning her around. I feel like you're talking about Crank starring Jason Statham. (laughs) But no, I believe the movie you're talking about is called Drive Me to Hell. Is that what it's called? I believe so. I don't remember, but I was like, what's weird is the movie isn't terrible. Mm -hmm. It's not great, but you know me. I like people coming back from hell. I'm into it. Let's do it. It's got like kind of a supernatural bent. Uh, But that scene, I was like, who the fuck wrote this scene? And then someone read it, like the producer read it and was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, we're going to have this whole scene where he's just fucking. (laughs) Spoiler alert, the producer was Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, oh, he's going to be like fucking this girl. And then like these dudes are going to try to kill him. And then it's going to be a above and beyond his capabilities to like stop having sex with her. And he's just going to shoot these dudes. And it's like, uh, in what reality would that be a real thing that would happen? Yeah, so get on YouTube, or, or better yet, get on some sort of a movie site and watch City of Angels from start to finish, <laughs> and then immediately afterwards watch Bad Lieutenant. What the fuck is Bad Lieutenant? I gotta show you some shit on YouTube <laughs> once we get done with this fucking episode. Is it good? Is it so bad that it's good? Yeah, it's another one That's where you're good. just like, dude, why did they give you free range to do whatever you wanted? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good times, Nick Cage. You're making me, you're making me like you and your acting abilities. All right, let's ghost ride on over to science and technology. Topical. Um, 
I read a really, really cool article today. Um, <laughs> was it about how chalant I was about yeah. saying topical? Topical. Um, <laughs> God damn. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm there. I'm sorry. there. I'm where I need to be. All right. He climaxed. All right. So I read this really cool article today. About some new uh, genetically modified rice. Okay. Um, which some uh, researchers at the University of Melbourne came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, three billion people on the fucking planet survive off primarily rice. It's right. a huge staple in their diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it pretty much has very little nutritional value. Right. Um, but they've essentially um, used what's called they've used what's called biofortification. Okay. Um, to modify this rice to have substantially more uh, iron, zinc, and vitamin A. So basically what happens is when people survive off just rice, they don't get those essential mm-hmm. nutrients, and they have what's called hidden hunger, which is where you feel full right. because you ate a bunch of rice, right. but really you're still starving to death. Right, because you don't get your nutrients. So essentially, like basically your typical rice has something like um, two to five parts per million of iron, and they are essentially just going to bio-fortify this rice to have like a, a substantially more iron okay. and zinc. So it's just going to be rice, but when you eat it, you're getting more of these essential nutrients, mm-hmm. so you're not starving to death. Right, right. Um, and they've, they've done it, basically. And they've That's increased awesome. it like a huge margin. Um, so they wanted to increase the amount of zinc from 16 parts per million to 28, and iron from 2 to 13. Oh, wow. And they ended up getting thirteen or 15 parts per million of iron and 45 Jesus. parts per million of zinc. So way more than they even wanted to. Right. Um, and they straight up have said that they're ready to, to, to take it to like a developing country. And That's test awesome. It. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they? Uh, I read an article a few years back. Uh, I think that they fortified. They did the exact same thing with vitamin A in bread. Yeah. Uh, because apparently if you don't get enough vitamin A, which is if you live in a regular developing nation and you eat a normal diet, vitamin A is fucking everywhere. Mm. But apparently, if I remember correctly, and this is, this has been literally like five or six years. Uh, if I remember correctly, if you don't get enough vitamin A, you actually go blind. Hmm. That and, sounds terrible. Yeah. And so that's why they were, they were like biofortifying bread to have uh, vitamin A in it so that that, cause it, it takes almost no vitamin A. Right. For that not to happen. So was this like they were actually genetically engineering wheat or they were just dumping vitamin A into bread dough? I think the first one. That's pretty I, cool. I think that they had actually like genetically modified, if I recall correctly. This was, like I said, this, is, this has been a minute. So. Right. So as much as like, you know, changing up basically world hunger with mm-hmm. this potentially uh, and it being, it's awesome. And, you know, people vilify GMO. Sure. Um, the coolest thing about it is the way that they actually tested it. Okay. I don't know if you read this part. Mm-mm, no. So basically what they did was, so they wouldn't have to test it on humans. Mm-hmm. They used essentially stem cells <laughs> to grow something that replicated in human intestines. Oh, wow. And then they just fed the rice to like this just intestine sheet. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. That's cool though. So, and they got like perfect results. They said there's no deal breakers in the results that they have. Huh. So they're ready to literally take this rice to a developing country and just start testing it. And that's, that's fucking huge. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. It kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the stuff that we talk about, sure, about yeah. changing up the food game and the scarcity game. Yeah. Uh, it goes a lot, a long way towards that, towards mm-hmm. working towards, you know, yeah. a huge 90% of the earth, not just like being in shit. Right, yeah. Because of all the Richies. Well, and we've, we've talked about it before early on in the podcast. Uh, we've talked more about it, like uh, GMOs. It's just like we're the opposite of most people. Like, give us more of them. Like, GMO fucking yeah. everything. Just go for like, it. Just add shit. Like, GM my O's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, let's get it. Biofortify my, my pants. <laughs> yeah, hit yeah. Me with, hit me with your best shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, like, just give me the, all the fake stuff. I don't care. Yeah. I need two smaller arms <laughs> to do complex tasks while I'm typing. You know what I mean? I need right. like some Goros to help me out because I'm focused on this keyboard. Or better yet, just give me a give me a big ass hand with ten fingers so that I can just fucking go from the shell of this keyboard. 
fucking men in black dudes with all the fingers right. who are just fucking getting it. <laughs> Goros. I need a couple of Goros so I can do four things. Because right now I can only do two. Right. Or one. Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite things of when it's describing for the first time uh, uh, Zaphod Beeblebrox from Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. he got a third arm just for like a sport. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, okay. Two heads, three arms. Okay. Cool. So, uh, in a little bit different of a vein of uh, science and tech, I wanted to talk about a cool little thing that was completely an unintended side effect. So, what happened was some scientists in Brazil were trying to just use VR for paraplegics and basically just like to like, hey, feel better because we can just put you in VR and then you you can can move around. Yeah. Well, it had an un- unintended side effect of it started allowing these people, several of them, to start regaining some feeling and some motion that they hadn't had in years. That's so wild. Yeah. Just like, let me put you in this VR headset that you think that you can like move around mm-hmm. and that you're not paralyzed. And then your body's just like, cool, fake it till you make yeah, it. Let's do it. It's basically psychosomatic. Yeah. Like you're, you're like, oh, I can move again. And then your body's like, you can. Yeah. And so while it hasn't completely like it, it hasn't like cured people or anything, right. uh, but it, it has allowed people to, to actually like like it said a couple of them started working again, like being able to leave their house. Right. Uh, one woman was able to like give birth and actually feel the contractions, which is incredible. Uh, one woman can walk in a harness, which mm-hmm. has allowed her to move an exoskeleton, mm-hmm. which is like the closest one that they've gotten to like, quote unquote, curing them. But yeah, it's just absolutely fucking insane. And the the craziest part to me is that it was just an accident. They were like, we had no idea I was going to do this. We just stuck this VR headset on these people. And they were like, cool. Uh, I can feel my legs again. So fucking rad. Yeah, and just crazy shit. So yeah, just uh, not much to talk about there, but really, really interesting. And uh, they're going to be like moving forward and doing more tests with this stuff and trying to like really get some breakthroughs going. I love how often like video game technology just changes the world. <laughs> right. People are like, video games are bad and you kill people and you're, and you're wasting time and you're bums. But really, it's just like <laughs> fucking shit up. Yeah, it's really cool. That, that, my favorite one, and we've talked about it before. Uh, my favorite one in that regard is the the connect. Yeah, and like they basically like reverse engineered a connect, and now it's used in like real medical technology yeah. around the world. It's just like, oh, I can do invasive surgery using a connect because. I'm being able to to manipulate these like fine, dexterous, uh, way more dexterous uh, tools than my hands ever could be, and they're itty bitty, but I can do it because of the connect technology. Yep, connectology. So, <laughs> really thanks, fun. Thanks, cool. Microsoft. Yeah, so real cool. Yeah, they, like it's funny because the connect totally flopped as a as a gamer peripheral, mm-hmm. but in terms of actual like other technologies specifically like medical field uh, among others it has just like blown up so so cool yeah absolutely neat cool so zizzin towards <laughs> come on zizzin <laughs> not that bad <laughs> so, zizzin. zizzin and zazzin right on down to video games um piggybacking off virtual reality mm-hmm. um i wanted to talk a little bit about the ps4 slim so we've known for a while now, and we've mm-hmm. talked about it on the podcast a few times that uh, Sony, had, there were a lot of rumors and even some confirmations that they were going to be announcing uh, potentially a slim version of the PS4 right, right. in addition to the, quote, Neo, which mm-hmm. is like their big hyped up, uh, more powerful console. Right. Well, a few days ago, some pictures got leaked online mm-hmm. of a PS4 slim, mm-hmm. supposedly. It wasn't from like a reputable like major news source or anything like that it was just a dude right who uploaded some pics the thing looked cool right it's definitely much smaller um it's like um it's more rounded doesn't have any corners everything's really smooth looking i, I think it looks fucking incredible yeah i think it looks rad um obviously there were a ton of haters speculation mm-hmm. online of course that it was fake um basically you can 3d print anything these days mm-hmm. you can basically print anything that has nipples <laughs> uh, <laughs> i have nipples garrett could you print me didn't you walk out of that movie? No, the second one. Oh, okay. Not, and I didn't bother watching the third one. There was a third one? Yeah, it's called Little Fuckers. Fuck not you. kidding. Not really? Kidding. Yes, it was about their churns. Uh, but anyway, uh, in fact, speaking of 3D printing, there was actually a fake Nintendo 
really? uh, a console or peripheral or something that was 3D printed and and sent up online as a rumor like a year or two ago. Wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah, some some pictures showed up like this is the next uh, Nintendo console or handheld or whatever, and people were like, "Whoa, whoa!" And then some dude was like, "Just kidding, 3D printed it." Here's the video of me 3D printing it. Cheryl <laughs> told you, got you guys good. You guys thought solid bit, dude. That guy's <laughs> life is great. Um, but then so. <laughs> Today, Eurogamer actually released a video confirming that it is real. They went to this dude's house mm-hmm. and were like, yo, let's fire it up. Yep, and so, it on. yeah, he powered it on. Uh, they, they posted the video. I watched it of them firing it up and, and it actually bringing up the, the, uh, Sony, the, full, and yeah, Sony in the, in the full menu. Um, but I went to look at it again while I was uh, getting ready for this episode and they actually took down the video after getting legal advice. It oh. said, yeah, it just said Eurogamer removed the video after receiving legal advice. That was all it said. <laughs> so I'm guessing Sony was like, "Listen, oh yeah, here's what's gonna happen. Yeah, we're gonna throw money at the problem, <laughs> and we're gonna make you take it down." Damn, that's I'm, crazy. I'm assuming, right? So it turns out that Sony is planning to reveal the Neo and the Slim mm-hmm. on September 7th at a huge event in Times Square. Oh, really? So obviously they don't want pictures yeah. and videos of this shit online. Makes sense. They probably Since did. Throw a lot of money at a yeah. marketing campaign. Yeah. Two weeks from now, they're having a full Ooh. event in Time Fucking Square where they're going to reveal both consoles. Yeah. So that's awesome. I'm excited about it. I'm not going to get a slim because no. I'm going to be I'm going to be trading in my mm-hmm. Darth Vader PS4 to get a Neo. Yeah, of course. Um, honestly, trading in a console at GameStop is is a great idea. I did it. I right. traded from my regular PS4 up to this one, and I think I ended up paying like eighty dollars out of pocket. Nice, which is basically zero because mm-hmm. I got a copy of Star Wars. Which is sixty dollars, right? Right. So essentially, I paid twenty dollars for the fucking Darth Vader console. Pretty dope. But yeah, I'm excited about the Neo. I'm really curious to see a what it looks like. Honestly, we've we've heard so many rumors about the actual processing power. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't even care about that anymore. I want to see what the fucker looks like. Right. Right. Like it better look like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Probably will. If, if I'm gonna have to, like if I'm gonna huge. have to throw four hundred bones at it to yeah. play to play my VR tr- mm-hmm. truly, uh, it better look like cooler than me. Yeah. Which is a struggle. Because have you seen this head? <laughs> but yeah, so September 7th, we'll get to see them both. And that's like, what, two and a half weeks or something, something like, like that? that? Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it, man. Yeah, it's fucking dope. Yeah, I can't wait. I'd, I'd actually like forgotten that we hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. That's that's so it's nice. All, it's, it's honestly all been rumors, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So also in video game land, we're going to talk about Overwatch again. <gasps> what? I, I For the know. first time. I know. It's what? nuts. O- over, Overwatch? Oh, What's that? What's this? <laughs> What's that? What's this? I feel like here in a minute I'm going to overwatch some fucking uh, Nick Cage Nick Cage scenes. Yeah, I, honestly, if you watch 10 seconds of Nick Cage, you've overwatched it. <laughs> so anyway, so I don't know if you guys have been playing any Overwatch. Uh, Danny and I have been kind of taking a break from it, uh, but I'm about to jump back into it with these fucking changes. He's about to zizz on in. Yeah, coming down the pipe. Uh, so... Uh, Overwatch has a competitive mode, which was released a while back. We talked about it. So it's in seasons. Uh, each one's like two and a half months long. So season one is coming to a close uh, or already did come to a close. I'm, I'm actually not sure. Uh, so they have now announced what season two is, what changes they're making to season two. And they're all fired up. Cool. Yeah, they're all fucking cool. They address almost every issue that I had with the first one. Almost. There's like two more issues that I have. I'll get to that. So talking a little bit about it. Well, even before that. Uh, so we're actually also about to get a new map for Overwatch, which looks fucking incredible. Uh, but it's called Eichenwald. And it is a huge German castle. And it looks mega cool. It looks huge. Um, I, I'm really pumped up to see. Uh, apparently, it in in canon, it was the site of a huge battle mm-hmm. between the Crusaders, which are what Reinhardt was. Mm-hmm. Uh, dudes that wore those huge uh, suits of armor mm-hmm. and wielded huge-ass hammers and axes and, and maces and shit. Um, it, in fact, it shows one of them. It shows yeah. like one of the dudes. I, I don't know if... Like a corpse, maybe? I, or I don't just chilling? I don't know if it was a corpse or if it was just his armor. I couldn't tell. Um, but yeah, uh, there's. it showed that some like bastion corpses lying about. 
So yeah, it was a huge battle. Yeah, I read that that's actually where Bastion was made. Oh, okay, okay. Rad. Yeah, because in the little Bastion short that just came out, it shows like a city in the distance, and you can't really tell which one it was. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought it was Numbani at first, but it might actually be that one. Mm -hmm. It might actually be... um, I can vault, but um, it looks fucking rad. So that's coming out in here in a couple weeks. Um, But yeah, so getting into the actual season two of the competitive play of Overwatch... So the first thing that they're doing, which I'm real mega pumped about. So in the first season, what you do, what you did is you, you did like a, a qualifying match. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how many? 10? Yeah. Yeah. You did 10 matches and it kind of gave you an aggregate score. Uh, or wait, was it five? Five. five it yeah. Five. It was five. And you, you got like an aggregate score that placed you from anywhere from one to 100. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you went up or down from there. Most likely aggressively. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that had a negative effect of making people feel bad because when you're do things out of a hundred, it makes you feel like, you know, you're failing mm-hmm. if you're, you know, of course, like that's every, everything that we've ever done has yeah. been rated out of 100. And if you're not in the top, like 70 or 80, you know, you probably think you're doing badly. And, and so, um, they actually came out and said that if you were in, in the like sixties, you were in something like the top 6% of mm-hmm. all players worldwide, which is insane because you and I were both like in the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, which, I, which I was actually like, oh, that's fucking dope. I didn't think I was that good at this game, so that's pretty fucking cool. Obviously, there's a lot of people that are better. So there's a lot of fucking Overwatch players. Uh, so even being in the top 10%, like there's still thousands of players that are better than you. But um, anyway, so what they're doing to address this is they are uh, extending it to 5,000 uh, instead of 100. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, instead of being like 58, you'll be like 3,500, you know? So it, it makes you feel a lot better, even though it's really the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to make you feel a lot better, but also they're putting you in tiers like the old star Starcraft system. So, uh, the tiers are bronze the current, the current league system. If you're young and didn't ever play. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that that was how the league system was. Yeah. Yes. It's like silver, gold, platinum, diamond, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, master, and grandmaster. Yeah, so how it works is once once you're in one of them, you can't decrease under it. Right. Like, so, yeah, once once you hit silver, you you for the season, you can't go back to bronze. Like, you wouldn't go to bronze. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to able to work up from silver and get to and get to gold, you would even if you start losing like crazy after that, you're never going to get demoted back down to silver. Right. The only caveat to that, the only the only um, the only way that you would move down is if you get all the way up to master or grandmaster, mm-hmm. you can be removed from those if you if you start doing poorly. Uh, so you can get demoted back to diamond, and then to keep people from just like achieving like master or grandmaster, and then like not playing anymore just to maintain it, uh, which dick move, but obviously people would do something like that. Uh, what they're, they, what they're doing is you have to keep playing. Like you have to play at least once a week mm-hmm. and then otherwise you get bumped down. And if you're in the top 500, it's the same thing to stay in the top 500 you, uh, of even grandmaster. You, you have to play at least one competitive match per week mm-hmm. to maintain it, which of course then you could just play once a week. Although at that point, I feel like your skills would atrophy. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, and then they made a lot of subtle changes, like uh, a lot of the maps, the timed maps, uh, bu- got bumped down from five minutes to four minutes just mm-hmm. to make things a little bit more competitive. Okay, and a lot of them got equalized. So sometimes, like they would be more, uh, like five minutes for attacking, uh, you know, four minutes for defending, def- depending on the maps and stuff. So now it's all equalized. It's all just four minutes. Okay. Um, there's also no more sudden death, which I think is a fantastic, fantastic change because yeah. it, it was, uh, it, it was, used to get absurd. Yeah. So now how it's going to work is you can just tie. If you, if, if you get to, to a tie at the end, instead of it giving you a, like it used to do a, a coin flip, and then would go to sudden death. And now it's not going to do that. You're just going to tie, which I think is, is fantastic. Um, so also, and this is kind of weird for me, and I'm not really sure why they're doing this. Uh, points are multiplied by 10. And so like, and a limit was put in of 6,000. So you can only have 6,000 like points, uh, like currency, um, 
which is very so it'd be like if you got 600 before and it takes 200 so now 2000 to get uh like a golden weapon okay but yeah so like they're capping the points because i didn't know this the points don't go away like so whatever points that you got in season one will we'll roll over to season two to season three season okay. four yeah so that explains why like we were wondering, like, dude, you're never going to be able to afford one of these weapons. Right. So, and then I don't know. I, I think that we're going to get a new set of skins and, and stuff. Like, I don't think it's just going to be the golden guns again. What I'm hoping that they do is they release a whole new one mm-hmm. that you can buy. But then if you participated in even, like, one match of... This is what I'm hoping. This is what I'm speculating. That if you participated at, at all in Season 1, then you will forever be able to buy those weapons, too. But I don't think moving forward, if a new player starts, they like, would be able to get them. Then, yeah, they okay. wouldn't be able to get like the past ones. That would make sense yeah, to me, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that that's what they do. But I don't I don't know. Like I said, that that's 100 percent conjecture on my part. But that would be I would really like that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because it takes a lot. You have to win 300 matches, right? Was it 200 or 300? think 300 okay so yeah so just to buy one to buy one single like golden gun skin so that's a lot and then and like in in the first season yeah you didn't get and i guess in in the second season like you don't get any points for losing Mm -hmm. at all so it's yeah it's not 300 matches even just playing 300 matches is a fuck load but you would have to win 300 matches jesus christ so it kind of sucks. I wish that they made it a little bit easier, but with them with them allowing your your currency to roll over, uh, at least it does give us the chance of getting them in the future. So that's that's pretty cool. And it, I see. I thought that you were going to absolutely have to buy those weapons within like the two and a half months, which I don't think that I could win ever win <laughs> like three hundred matches in, in two and a half months. That's so many, and competitive's harder. So it's just like, ooh. But yeah, so uh, that's a, that's about it. They, I think they put out a patch on the 18th, and it, it was just a bunch of bug fixes, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, they, they've done a really good job of, of addressing the players' concerns. I, I still have a couple of concerns about competitive play, mm-hmm. like specifically like penalizing people for people dropping out. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing that you can fucking control. Whether it be on your team or the opposing team, like everyone gets penalized for it, and so that fucking sucks. Uh, I wish that they would do something to address that. Um, that's about it. Oh, there, there's another thing. Um, so apparently, what people were doing in the first season of competitive was they would specifically get one of their one or two of their friends to like have a bad score mm-hmm. to like qualify badly, mm-hmm. and then they would team up with them, and it would because it aggregates your uh, it like averages together your all of your scores. Mm-hmm. It was allowing like higher ranked players to to battle like shittier players so that they could more easily Dang. get killed. Yeah. So what they did now is that you have to stay within five hundred ranks of your friends to even be able to group God, up with them. People are scummy. Yeah. So yeah. So like if me and you are not within five hundred ranks of one another, and now there's five thousand, so we might not be. Uh, we won't be able to play competitive together. Wild. Yeah. It just like won't let you. So that's pretty nuts. Yeah. So there were, there were a few other changes, like small changes, uh, like Gibraltar, they took out like the first checkpoint and stuff mm-hmm. just to make it a little bit more competitive and stuff. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be cool. I, I can't wait. Yeah. They've really been on the ball with, with updates. Uh, it's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah. So there haven't really been any, any changes that they've made that were negative in my, in my mind. Yeah. Me either. Yeah, I'm just, I was scared. I was reading something about like, apparently they were thinking about like doing away with the, uh, the, uh, champion limit. Oh, why? Yeah. Yeah. I just read that online that they were like talking about like, Oh, we might, we might actually like take that out after all, like after putting it in. And I was just like, please fucking don't do that. Don't cave to pressure of people just like being crybabies. You can just fucking go play quick play. Mm hmm. Like, get the fuck out of my face. You are just trying to, to fucking cheese at that point. Mm-hmm. That's it. You just want fucking four Reapers Bunch on your scrubs. team. Yeah. It's just fucking dickheads. It's just dickheads being like, oh, I want to play with fucking four Torbjorns once. I hate it. I can't have fun unless we can all play as Torbjorn. Yeah. 
That's that's what it is. That's what pisses me off about it. When I was reading it, I was like, it's just that some fucking scumbags are fucking like riding in to fucking Blizzard being like, you motherfuckers, y'all better fucking take out that fucking character limit right fucking now. And it's just like, God, you fucking dickheads. I fucking hate it. So I, I don't know if y'all know this. I fucking hate that shit so badly. I hate it. Like, that's why that's why I'm, I, I hope to God they fucking get competitive mode in, into something that I really, really, really like because I hate playing quick play because I it doesn't have a character limit. And I hate that I just constantly get teamed up with like three bastions. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to play with you. Yeah, it's the same as being in hell. Are still people still playing as Anna a lot? I got on a few days ago and I and I um I actually managed to to play multiple games where I was the only one, so I was pumped about that. So yeah. Anna's off the chain. She's really fucking difficult. Yeah, I bet. I can't wait to see what the next character is. I hope I hope they keep rolling them out pretty quick. Yeah, they need to get on uh what's that really shitty game that nobody plays? Um Battleborn. Oh. They're still just rolling out new characters. Are they? Yeah. I haven't been following it. I actually stopped following the subreddit even because I just like don't give a fuck about thinking. Yeah, no, they're still rolling out new characters. Damn. Yeah, I knew they had four or five that were slated for like within the first like five or six months or something. So yeah. I, I, I did get, I, I got on when, uh, what is her name? Alani, like the waterbender, mm-hmm. like first came out. And she seemed really cool, but she's also pretty heavily support. So it wasn't very fun trying to like play with her by myself. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I like I said, I haven't really been following it at all. Uh, so I just I just googled this uh, to tell you because I, I mm-hmm. read something about this recently and I couldn't remember the exact number. But Battleborn is down now to something ridiculous, like five hundred active players. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ! I think like Evolve has more than that. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I it just. I, I honestly couldn't tell you where they went wrong. I, and I, I know that it could not, even though they're not really direct competitors, they kind of were with Overwatch. And I like, it's not at all the same game, but they were like close enough and they were released like basically back to back. And that has to suck because it was cool. And I, I like the studio and I liked it in theory. And I liked it when we first played it. But something just didn't work with it overall. It just got old really, really fucking fast. Yeah. And I think more than anything that like their push to make it a MOBA to try to get on like the fucking League of Legends gravy train, I think is where probably where it fell apart. It just does. It's not League as much as they wanted to make it like League 2. And it just didn't work. And it's like, just make this. A Borderlands game, like a super co-op, super streamlined Borderlands game. Don't try to make it a fucking MOBA. And they just, like every aspect of that game was just like MOBA City. Mm-hmm. And it's just like people just want to have fun. <laughs> like they, they, and you're trying to make it like ultra competitive, and it doesn't work with your system. But it sucks because their characters are really cool. Yeah, it's just Overwatch's characters were cooler, and I think that's I think that's why like they were competitors with one another which is very strange again but it's just like you both have like these crazy diverse casts of characters but whereas overwatch's characters are like memorable and like have just a coolness to them battleborns doesn't none of their characters are really memorable at all it's just like cool i don't really care anything about this character yeah it's pretty wild i think that even though they it's not an overwatch clone Uh uh-huh i think that people thought that it was right and that's all that matters right right it doesn't matter that it's actually not right because people think it is still mm-hmm. to this day yeah and therefore it just got obliterated <laughs> Jesus, 500 something like 500 active players isn't yeah i just i just read players. a reddit post from june 1st that it dropped below 2000 and i'm pretty sure i either read or heard someone say like a couple of days ago that it's below 500 concurrent players now Jesus, which is basically zero yeah yeah basically zero Lord have mercy. That fucking sucks, man. Well, hopefully they uh, they turn around and they fucking drop a uh, a new Borderlands and it doesn't fucking matter and it's just going to be like the coolest game. Yes. So, so uh, let's swing on over to movies. Swinging. Topical. 
because I want to talk about uh, some Spider-Man Homecoming leaks slash rumors. Yeah. Theoretically, spoiler alert, I'm just going to say it now. You might not want to know any of this shit. It's not like actual plot points or anything like that, but I know how some people are, so I'm just going to say Yeah, it's it's just, it's basically just casting stuff that I'm talking about, but just in case you don't want to know, telling you spoilers now, Mm -hmm. we always include the timestamps, so you can just skip on down to what Garrett's going to talk about next. Yeah. So basically what happened was a casting call list leaked from set for um, Spider-Man Homecoming, and it confirmed the majority of the cast and what their characters' names are. Mm-hmm. Now, the strangest thing is that Zendaya is still listed as Michelle, even though this whole rumor is going around that she's actually playing Mary Jane. Right. I guess they're going to try and do it as like a reveal. Oh, okay. Um, that's the theory anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the two big things, and, and honestly, one of these is more popular online, but I'm going to, I'm more excited about the second one. So, but first, um, Bokeem Woodbine's character is confirmed as being the shocker. Which is real cool. Um, we previously, on one of these episodes, we had said it would be cool if the Shocker was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spider-Man movies have always almost, I think every single one of them has had two or more villains. Right. That's awesome, dude. The yeah. Shocker is fucking yeah, dope. Yeah. Shocker is real cool. Shocker is real fucking dope. He's going to come quilting in. Yeah, he's going to come quilting in. So basically, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with the Shocker, he's, he's similar to Electro in a lot of ways, but he doesn't actually have electricity body. He mm-hmm. has like a suit. Right. Like basically a Faraday cage suit right. that he fucking glips people with. Yep. He fucking he fucking shocks people. Yep. Um, but yeah, he is being played by um, Bokeen Woodbine, who I am not familiar with a ton of his work previously. Mm-hmm. The main reason why he's on my radar is because he plays Mike Milligan in Fargo season two. Oh, okay. Who's like arguably the best character in Fargo season two. Really? Yeah. He's sort of like the co-antagonist. Mm. Like there's really like two major antagonists in Fargo season two and he's one of them. Okay. And he's fucking awesome. That's cool. He's phenomenal. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. He's great, man. He has some real good, uh, not quite Billy Bob in season one level, like, okay. um, creepy villainous monologues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has some really good like bits and lines. Um, okay. so I'm excited to see him play a villain again. Like, okay. Straight up. That's really cool. Now the second thing is this is a hundred percent conjecture. Mm-hmm. But so there is an actress cast in Spider-Man Homecoming named Tiffany Espenson. Now, I'm not familiar with her at all. She's done like some Disney Channel shit. Okay. But her character name on the cast list is Cindy. Now, in Spider-Man, recent Spider-Man canon, Peter Parker has a classmate named Cindy Moon who was bitten by the same spider right after Peter. Now, what what happened was, and it's a long story, so I won't go too far into it, but essentially she was whisked away Mm -hmm. to be trained and protected in secret. So that's why she hasn't appeared until now. It's a a pretty obvious retcon. Sure, yeah. So short story long. (laughs) uh, No, long story short, there's a recent uh, few different storylines in uh, Marvel canon uh, about like sort of the spider multiverse Mm -hmm. where they've brought in all these different versions of Spider-Man to like team up because there's some villain who's going from dimension to dimension, killing every Spider-Man iteration. Right. So Jetly's the one. Right. But in Spider-Man. So that's when we learn about Silk, which is the name of this character, Cindy Moon, Mm -hmm. uh, with her spider powers. She basically was has been hidden away for Mm -hmm. seven years because of this multiverse villain. Okay. Um, but she is um, a 616 character, so she is a, a main Marvel canon character. Okay. Her powers are fucking dope. Yeah. So she was bitten by the same spider as Peter. She has a lot of the same powers as his. Mm-hmm. She has super strength, super speed, um, super healing, metabolism, all that stuff. She has her spider sense mm-hmm. is actually incredibly more powerful than his. What? Yeah, it's actually called a silk sense. Uh, <laughs> and it's almost like closer to like seeing the future than just what? like uh, reflexes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. So it's his it, fucking spider sense is OP as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Her silk sense is more powerful than that. She also has eidetic memory. Oh, Jesus. And her webbing works differently. So she does have biological webbing. She produces her oh, own webbing okay. from her fingertips. Mm. But she tends to do a lot more like web structures. Mm. Um, and she can like makes uh, like clothing and stuff out of them and like different like um, formations like making like weapons and shields and stuff out of it. Oh, okay. Um, and her kind of like one of her go-to things is she'll, because she can spin web out of her fingertips, she'll make like claws, like, oh, shit. like web claws what? and then just fucking black Panther people up, just fucking <laughs> slash them up. So again, she's probably not going to be in the movie or if she is, it'll be like a, a like, hi, I'm Cindy moon. And then she'll just walk off. Yeah. Yeah. She'll it, have it, an earring. 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's a solid reference. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but, uh, wow. Um, but even if they're setting her up for another, de- like a spinoff or even just being in a sequel or anything, sure. that would be so fucking cool. Yeah. So a lot of people, the more deep cut nerds are fired up that her, that she's been cast and mm-hmm. there's a character in his school named Cindy. Right. Because it seems very, very possible. Sure. And that would be fucking rad. Cause Silk is dope. Yeah. Also, if you, if any of you give a shit about Spider-Man at all, you should go read these ridiculous like multiverse the spider, the spider totem ones dude so sick there's so many there's like cyborg spider-man and like fucking british spider-man and like spider-man noir so a lot of these are, are ones that have already been established in the comic book previously right. like spider ham and spider monkey they've been in different spinoffs sure and they all show up but then they just made up a bunch out of whole cloth <laughs> like literal like cyborg spider-man is fucking cool as shit yeah and like um silk is there she's one of the main characters spider gwen is one of the other main okay. characters yeah, I always but, liked when they did that in the in the old cartoon. Yeah, yeah, they did a cartoon, a full. They did like a Madam Web multiverse mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah, where I think it was like five, something like five Spider Man team. Yeah, up. it was regular was Peter one Parker. With like the, like it was the silver and black suit. Yeah, yeah. So it was regular Peter Parker. It was Ben Riley, mm-hmm. Scarlet Spider. It was Man Spider. Mm-hmm. It was that Tony Stark Spider. Yeah, and then there was just an actor. Peter Parker was just an actor who played Spider Man in movies. And oh, he really? He didn't actually have any powers. I don't remember that. Yeah, weird. It's been a minute. Um, but that was a really cool storyline. Yeah, it was. And Man Man Spider wasn't like when it happens to Peter and he actually has like a spider face. It was just like <laughs> Spider-Man with multiple arms. Four arms, yeah. yeah he had some Goros. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so... Real- For some reason, when you say Goros, I just it makes me feel like there's like SpaghettiOs, but they have just little anthropomorphic formed men. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a Mortal Kombat themed cereal. <laughs> Goros. Yeah. Goros. Get your Goros. Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming seems like it's going to be rad. I'm fired up about it. Yeah. Obviously, we all know Tom Holland fucking obliterated that shit in Civil oh, War. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that it doesn't suck. It is still owned by Sony, so we'll see how much of an influence they have on yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, if... So, Shocker confirmed, Silk rumored. Mm-hmm. Get it. Yeah, Absolutely. So I also wanted to talk about something I, I read a couple of days ago about Tom Holland that, that was really fucking cool in that um, he dressed up, which, which multiple other superhero actors have done before, but uh, he dressed up as Spider-Man and went to like a children's hospital, which yep. is fucking dope. Yeah. That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Pratt's done it as, right. as uh, Peter Quill mm-hmm. uh, and Chris Evans has done it sure, as yeah. uh, Steve Rogers and a few other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Christian Bale did it. And yeah. Fucking, he yeah. sucks and he still did it. <laughs> Um, I'm fucking done with you professionally, mate. Uh, Trashing my scene. Yeah. What is it? I'll fucking smash your lights. Um, anyway. Uh, just shut the fuck up and think for once. Go listen to that. Christian Bale freaking out on set. But yeah, it's really, really cool. I actually, uh, he's one of those uh, where he, like, once he gets his accent down, he just stays in it. Right, right. Because I saw him at, at Comic Con, and he fully had an American accent, like on at, at a panel. Really? Yeah. He's like fucking uh, Robert Downey Jr. and fucking uh, Traffic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. I actually read that, um, or I didn't even read. I was watching that show, geeking out with mm-hmm. Kevin Smith and Greg Gunberg, right. and he was doing that Charlie Cox interview. Okay, who, yeah. Who is uh, Daredevil? For those who don't know, and he talked about that the hardest part of Daredevil for him is doing an American accent. Really? It's not like pretending to be blind or like doing all these fucking ridiculous stunts in martial arts. It's the fucking American accent is well, like impossible fair, he, for him. He, he kills it. He does. But he said that he's one of those that he has to stay in it for like really? six months. Really? Yeah. He has to, he can't, he can't, he can't drop it or he'll have such a hard time getting it back. So he just stays in an American accent for like six months. That's so wild. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And he even does some bit like people like talk to him and they're like, oh, you're one of those. Like, you're like a fucking Jared Leto. You're like a Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Yeah, he has to keep it for the entire production. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. And so I think Tom Holland does the same thing because, like I said, I saw him at that that Spider-Man mm-hmm. panel, and he fully did not have an English accent in that panel. Wild. Wild. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and other movie news. So I, I'm so pumped up about this. So uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are going to be in a fucking Sherlock Holmes movie called mm-hmm. Holmes and Watson. Wild. F- yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Stepbrother Sherlock? <laughs> So they're just going to be fucking stepbrothers and around, but like as a period piece. Yeah. 
That's going to be incredible. So apparently they were in talks to do this a few years back. They postponed it because Robert Downey Jr. had his Sherlock Holmes movie coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And so I guess now they've, they wait, they've waited long enough and they're just going to, which I was like, y'all could have just done it anyway. I feel like people would have gone and watched it. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Oh, I, not, can't, I can't watch two. I already hit my fucking Sherlock Holmes quota for the month. Yeah, it wouldn't be any different than like fucking like um, scary movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, I'm really pumped up about this. I, I really, really, really love Step Brothers. Yeah. I'm not I wasn't huge on Talladega Nights. I enjoyed Talladega Nights, but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like it nearly as much as some people did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Anchorman. Uh, which John C. Riley is not in, but but I, I'm a big Will Ferrell guy for the most part. There, he's been in a couple couple stinkers, but uh, this sounds like it's got just going to be made out of pure gold. Yeah, I um I don't dislike Will Ferrell at this mm-hmm. point. I'm kind of like okay, we get it. You're Will Ferrell only, right? Um, I fucking love John C. Riley. Yeah. That dude can do. Yeah, I feel like he gets sold short. He can yeah, do he so does. much. Oh yeah, yeah. He can do so much. Go back and watch fucking Chicago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. go watch fucking um, Magnolia. Beauty. Oh yeah, Magnolia, not American Beauty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go Magnolia. watch Magnolia because yeah. that's his like the best scene in the fucking whole movie mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, he's a cop in um, it, like in in like the least comedic role in the world. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I think this is gonna be hilarious. I personally, so when Step Brothers came out, uh-huh. that was when I lived in Salt Lake City. Yeah, and there was a movie theater there that was just sneak into the movies. Gov. <laughs> we watched like Batman, uh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. We watched fucking Step Brothers. We watched House Bunny. There were like seven or eight movies that came out that summer. Okay, and we watched Step Brothers in the theater like five times. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tropic Thunder was one of them. Dang. We watched for free. Yeah. Um, we would just go up there and just walk in and just go see a million movies. It, what, what all you had to do was just be on your cell phone, <laughs> like you were texting, and just uh-huh. walk right past the ticket, dude, and they wouldn't even care. Really? And it was like a big, nice theater too. Whoa. Yeah. So we would just cruise on in and we watched like every single movie that summer, like multiple times. Those dudes were like, I'm making minimum wage. I ain't chasing nobody down. But we we watched Step Brothers in the theater like four or five times. That's awesome. uh, So I think it's going to be fucking incredible. Yeah, dude. I like all of the, all three of the modern Sherlock Holmes iterations. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the the Sherlock Holmes, Robert Downey Jr., Mm -hmm. Sherlock, the BBC show with um, Martin Freeman and and Benedict Cumberbatch, and then Elementary. Which I never watched. Uh, mm. Yeah, with uh, Hackers and Lucy Liu. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's actually really fucking good. Yeah, I, I want to um, watch it. You, you said nothing but good things about it. And I honestly, I just forgot about it. Even just a second ago when you were like three, I was like, what the fuck was the third one? It's actually my favorite one. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know that's blasphemous because people are just like balls deep in Benedict Cumberbatch right now. And I am too because Doctor Strange is my favorite Marvel character. But I, mean, uh, I, I, I like Cumberbatch just fine. I, honestly, of those though, I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Elementary. I, I really liked Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Sherlock Holmes a lot. Yeah, I'm a big Guy Ritchie fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you should check out. Just watch a couple of episodes of of uh, Elementary. Yeah, it's fucking, okay. it's awesome, dude. It's real good. Yeah, and there's dope. like a huge, well, it's not a huge twist, but there's a pretty big fucking twist in it that's awesome. Okay, and that's all I'll say. But it, yeah, it's great. So I, I'm 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 all for another version of this. Sure, yeah. Fucking, uh, and, and from like a comedic standpoint, I don't, which I, I I mean there were there were comedic elements to Robert Downey Jr.'s, but for the most part, it was pretty serious. But this is just going to be like insane. It, I mean, if they just if they do anything remotely close to like what they were doing in Step Brothers, but as like solving fucking mysteries and like I can't even imagine. I'm going to be fucking losing yeah, my it's gonna mind. It's going to be it's going to be absurd. Um, do you know anything about like who's like producing or writing or everything? Directing? That's all I, all I saw about it was like, it's confirmed. And like the, they're the two main characters on, and Will Ferrell is, is Sherlock. Yeah. And, uh, John C. Riley is, is Watson. That makes sense. Yeah. So I have no idea. It, the article didn't say anything else. I wonder, uh, I wonder if Adam McKay is directing it. The guy who did, who oh, directed Step Brothers. I don't know. I hope so. That movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah, you guys, uh, if you have, you probably don't, but if you happen to have access to the Step Brothers DVD, you should watch the commentary track because they improv it musically. <laughs> so they have like a keyboardist there just like like improving music and then Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, and John C. Riley just sing the whole commentary. <laughs> and it's incredible. It's one of the best commentary tracks in the history of director's commentary. That's so weird. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I definitely can't wait to see it, but I, yeah, I I wish there was more info about it, but 
There's yeah. No... I, I, I honestly, I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. Yeah. Like I've read some of the stories. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The original Arthur Conan Doyle stories. Um, I've seen every episode of House. That counts. I've seen every episode of Sherlock. I've seen both of the Robert Downey Jr. movies. I've seen mm-hmm. every episode of Elementary, and I love all of them. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes is such a cool character, and it's su- it's also neat because it's for some reason as as iconic as the character is. It really lends itself to being done in way, way different manners. Mm-hmm. And I really like that about the character because you don't really see that a lot with such iconic characters. Like even like James Bond is done like pretty much one way for the most part. Right. But like fucking Sherlock Holmes is not. I mean, it's just it's crazy. How uh, different Sherlock is. Holmes in the 22nd century. That yeah. cartoon. I watched every episode of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He got fucking, he got frozen in time and then mm-hmm. came back and then Watson was a robot. Yeah. Off the chain. I remember that issue. Yeah, that was cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I like the character a lot too. And so seeing it done from a comedic standpoint, I think is going to be incredible. Yeah, it should be cool. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Um, like I mean, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley aren't going to make a movie together that's not like at least <laughs> accepted by enough people to make it to be successful. Right. Even if it's not like the best movie ever, it's mm-hmm. going to make enough money that it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a hoot and holler. Yeah, it'll probably be fucking funny as fuck. Yeah. All right, guys. Well. 18 episodes done. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Man, we need to we need to get some we need to do a giveaway. Yeah. No, that would be cool. We did, we need to we need to figure something out. We do a, a giveaway for Angel cuz he's the only person that listens to every episode. <laughs> Hi Angel. Way, way to make it to the end of this one. Oh yeah, we love you. You're our biggest fan and we appreciate every second of your time. <laughs> All right, see y'all next time.